see most of the human race killed off because it is unworthy. It is unworthy of the gift of life. I don't care what society thinks. They're nothing anyway. They're no better than me. Until we have a safe word, we will not stop. Hey, this is Jason Rouse, and welcome to the Safe Word <laughs> Podcast. And we're coming in hot with dead aunt with cancer. Oh, she dying or dead? She's dying. Okay. I just, I just made her like Woo. cookies, so hopefully she'll get better. Okay. Uh, Cheers all. I'm sitting here at the bottom of Running Canyon where uh, just hours earlier there was hot young women doing yoga uh, amongst piles of dog shit and uh, yeah, gopher no, holes. And uh, I got piles of Andrew, <laughs> a.k.a. Drew Fox. Yes. What are we doing now? Drew Why don't you hold the mic like you look like you're in show business for ah, a minute? Thanks. Yes, Drew Fox works fine. Andrew Fox works fine. Whatever. Drew Fox is what all my Twitter shit points yeah. to now. So, yeah, let's go with Drew Fox. Your stripper name. And uh, my brother, Andrew uh, Pasher here. Hey, how you doing? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we got... Skippy motherfucking Simon, bitch. Skippy motherfucking. And the, uh, the That's question my Muslim here name. is, um, is Punk dead? And make sure when you're talking that you have a microphone. Is Punk dead? Yes, Punk is fucking dead. You know what? If there was any good Punk right now, they would all be fucking talking about Trump. But I don't see it. Instead, no. they're all talking about girls. It's fucking retarded. Well, yeah. it's true. Because, I, listen, honestly, it was dead by Bush. And I'm saying that as somebody who was in a punk band during the Bush years. But, I mean, like... Every single punk band in the 1980s either called, named themselves after Reagan or had an album named after Reagan or a song named after Reagan yeah. or it was all anti-Reagan. Bush should have been like the resurgence after the Clinton years. And when that didn't happen... Well, Sex Pistols with Margaret Thatcher. Yeah. It, it all had a, a very heavy political agenda. See, there should be like a Trump youth band and there should be fucking suicidal should be coming out with a new record talking about shooting him in the face and like there should be stuff and there's not. So you're 100% right. Yeah. Punk is totally fucking dead. Yeah, it sold out. It, it, oh. it, it basically, just like rap music, okay, they both started out in the 80s or in the 70s and they. I read this one book one time where they said rap music is black punk rock, and I was like, "Holy fuck, that's totally true." Because like they were like, you know, you think about things like the message with Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five, yeah. and like, "Don't push me, I'm close to the edge." Like, fuck yeah, I love hearing shit like that. They dress like punk rockers. Totally. I mean, they were like, they were basically, you know, stealing village people style outfits and yeah. shit, and just being awesome. Like, I mean, if you look at, like, like Fear of a Black Planet or Straight Outta Compton, like, those albums are as punk rock as a fucking album gets. Yeah. And they were actually talking about shit, which punk rock bands used to do, actually. I mean, I'm not saying every punk rock band. I mean, like I say, I mean, I played in the Three Tards, and the Dayglow Abortions were my favorite band. I don't think every band needs I, to be singing about I, political I was, stuff. I'm just saying, like, do something that's going to, you know, piss somebody off. I went to, uh, to see Mr. Bungle in 1991, and my brother and I were uh, watching some live footage from the show from the Phoenix in 91 and I go look at the audience 
Look at look at how they're reacting to this music. You go to shows now, and it looks like everyone's in line in the third world country waiting for bread. I just never understood how, like, even when I was growing up in Pittsburgh and, like, all the punk rockers and stuff, I never understood how, you know, being anti-government meant dyeing your hair, getting a nose piercing, and getting drunk every night. Well, that was know? Rollins's quarry with... Uh the scene. In fairness, I was one of those people who dyed my hair and pierced yeah. everything and got drunk every night. But we still found time to, you know, be angry about things. Yeah, and, it was called vandalism. Yeah, well, there's that, And too. huff and gas. But it's... Have uh, you ever huff gas? Yes, I have. No, not gas. <laughs> I've huffed paint and I've huffed glue. I've never oh, huffed Oh, sorry. Gas. I didn't mean to offend you. Yeah, sorry. My, my palate's a little more refined than that. Thank well, you very much. What was a uh, so, all-time... <laughs> let's hear an all-time low drug story. Oh, you want to... Sorry, well, all of them. Well, I mean, I, I, you've, I think, heard this story before, but... Uh, um, you jerked off that dog for a ball of vodka. Oh, well, that, well that was, that's a good one, but that's not an all-time bad one. That's No, it's when I got dosed with 30 hits of acid. That was what? the real bad one. Yeah, I, 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 I was at a... I was like 16, and I was I actually wasn't homeless at the time. I had a really... 16? I was living in Queen and... Uh, or, or Blue and Bathurst in Toronto, and I had a really shitty bachelor apartment with... And I had 13 French-Canadian squeegee punks. Like squatting you know what, on my do you floor. Know what squeegee punk is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the French Canadian ones are particularly fucking oh, insane. And dirty, I had, I had thirteen of them sleeping on my kitchen floor. The smell. So, so one were day, they stacked like jangles? Yeah, seriously, it was like that. It was like a pile. It was like a mound of <laughs> dirty laundry, dirty mound of smelly homeless Bonjour. Frenchmen just just sleeping on my floor. So it's one night. There, me and French Canadian punk rockers are some of the filthiest people. Oh, yeah. Anywhere. Well I, well, I always say like partying with them is like partying with pirates because you don't understand a fucking word they say. They sing lots of songs, and no matter how much of a good time you're having, there's always this feeling like the mood could shift at any second, and one of them could stab you in the face. Like it's it's just it's super fun, but it's it's nerve wracking. So, anyways, yeah. one night, me and two of the French guys we went to an after hours club, and this hippie dude from like middle aged hippie dude from Vancouver sits down next to us and Hippies. says, "Hey, I just got to town. Do you guys want to get high?" And he pulls out a fucking joint. That was like a fire log. It was like a fucking quarter. Hour. It was like a 19 paper joint. <laughs> and he says, let's, so we smoked this whole fucking joint between the four of us. And he says, three hey, ounces. Do you guys want to do some acid? And we're all like, all of it. Sure. Yeah. We smoked the whole thing. So we're annihilated. No, all the acid. No, well, he pulls out a fucking baby bottle filled with clear liquid with an eyedropper on top. 3,500 hits of liquid. It's like what the dealers used to lay the sheets. And he oh, says, hold man. out your arms. And we hold out our arms and he drops three big drops on each of our arms. Oh. And then, and, and, and sweating, we've all got acid, this. right? So we all yeah. know that once it touches your skin, you're past the point of no return. And it was at that point that I decided to ask, you know, how much acid do you think that was? And he thought about it for about a second and he said, oh, I'd say about 30 hits. And then we all... How about three? Well, that's... The most I'd ever done to that point was three. So I had a panic attack, and I said, we got to go home fucking now, because I'm not even going to know my own name in 10 minutes. Like, <laughs> no, we got no. to get fucking home. So we get to the apartment, and... Oh, no. And I do the dumbest thing you can with do. With those dirty punks? With all the dirty punks are still sleeping, yeah. and it's me and the two French guys, like 4 a.m. For sure. And I decided to do the dumbest thing you can do if you've ever done acid to try to calm down from acid, is I decided take to take a... No, I took a shower, oh. which is, like, the worst thing you can do yeah, if you want to... Walls are bleeding. The wall, exactly. Are and little over. things are hitting you in the face. And I got out of that shower. I was higher than any fucking person has ever been <laughs> in the history of humanity. <laughs> and I got into the bed. And because I got to sleep in the bed, that was 
was my perk for being the only one who actually paid rent. And um, so I'm in the, the bed. bed. was a birdcage on <laughs> the front lawn. Yes. I'm in the bed naked, and the two French guys are just as high as me, and they decided their whole trip is like one of like the linoleum floor tiles was kind of peeling up at the corner, and they got a big lighter, and they're just lighting the floor tile on fire. That's just their whole thing, and giggling. And every time they light the lighter, the room turns into fucking hell for me, and like flames yeah. shoot down from the ceiling, and they turn red and grow horns, and I get so fucking hot that I whip off the towel and the blanket, and I'm naked in the bed and just pouring sweat. And then as soon as the little Bic lighter goes out, um, the room turns into like the Arctic, and like snow starts falling from the ceiling, and I get so cold that I wrap myself up in a towel, and the whole time, this is the worst, I had one, I had a cassette player, and I had one cassette, I had Gimme Convenience or Gimme Death. So I don't know if you know what it's like to be on 30 hits of acid and to hear Jello Biafra's voice on a continuous loop. Yeah, it, non fucking stop. <laughs> it went on for 60 hours, high for 60 hours with 60. like 20 hours, like two, two and a half days with like 20 hours in the middle that I don't remember at all, which was like the peak of just like, and I fell asleep. hours of peak. No, it was like, it was fucking. And then I, I, I finally fell asleep and I woke up and what I woke up to was like the, 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 the peephole in my doorway, in my um, uh, apartment was like, a, there was no fisheye. It was just like a hole through the door. Boomer's asshole. Yeah, it's exactly. It looked like that. And fucking 20 feet of flame, or 20 feet, 6 feet of flame are shooting through the fucking peephole. And so I think, fuck, I'm still high. But I wasn't. Like, there's actually flame. So I run to the door when the flame goes out, and I open the door, and it's the two French guys who haven't slept. They're still fucking high off their ass, and they've got the big lighter, but they've somehow found a can of WD-40, and they're just shooting a flamethrower just through, blindly, into my... My bathroom was right there. If anybody got into the bathroom, their face would have melted off, because they're just blind Finally shooting a flamethrower. It gets a little more fucked up. Um, I'll try to be quick with it. Yeah. But um, so then I'm like, I'm like, what the fuck are you guys doing? And they're like, like radiating joy. Like they're like really happy. And I'm looking around in the hallway and the way it was, there's like my apartment door. And then right next to it was the landlord's kind of like office storage space. And the door to the landlord's office had been broken into by which I mean, like like not the lock pick, like the door like hanging Snapped. off the hinges okay. and splintered down the Booted. middle. And they had broken in there and stolen a bunch more of those linoleum floor tiles in this big bucket of grout. And they had stuck the floor tiles to the floor outside of my apartment and to the front of my apartment door <laughs> as an art project uh, to thank me for letting them stay at the place. Basically, they committed a B&E yeah. and then they stuck the evidence of the B&E to my house. Yeah. So I walked back into the apartment and I grabbed my like one tape deck with my fucking Jell-O by Afro tape and my like six shirts that I owned and I left. And I, I, I don't think I've ever seen any of those people ever again. I, maybe a couple of the French guys like, well, let's Rock bring shows, them out. Yeah. <laughs> Squeegee <laughs> number one, two and three. That'd be so fucking awesome. If you did that, yeah. that'd be fucking oh, great. Like those guys are alive. Well, I, yeah, they're not probably not. They like to, they like to glue a lot. The French Canadians, yeah. they really like to huff glue. We used to go, like, no, sorry, I'm hogging the mic here. I apologize. But we used to go to this there. You remember the sanctuary? Yeah, of course. There, I love that. Place. There was this little store, like little convenience store next to the sanctuary. Goth Club in Toronto. Yeah. It's great. a Starbucks now. Uh, actually, no, the Starbucks closed now too because oh, there's too many Starbucks. <laughs> I'm that old now. Yeah. The Starbucks is closed. But but uh, <laughs> there used to be a little convenience store and I yeah, used to go. Starbucks is closed. <laughs> What about the children? What about where are the kids going to get their Nora Jones? Uh, <laughs> She's uh, terrible, right? 
No, there was this little fucking convenience store, and one of those same French guys. I used to walk in there, and he was a big glue guy, and he, and they big knew him glue there. Guy. So he'd walk up to the counter, and he'd go two, <laughs> two, glues. and the guy would put two tubes of airplane glue down, and he'd go one, and he'd put one empty plastic bag down, and he would just take it, and he'd pour both tubes of airplane glue into that oh, fucking plastic man. bag, and that was his thing. Anyways, I'm gonna get off. To, I've been hogging this for a while, but uh, anyways, your drugstore, Andrew. <laughs> no, no, go ahead. You sure, Andrew? All right. He's well, I've, uh, I uh, I was actually a huge acid dealer in Pittsburgh, for, in uh, for a long Everybody time. Everybody was in the '80s. Oh, in the '90s, yeah. Because <laughs> like uh, my my buddy Joel Bavacqua, aka DJ Deadly Buddha, he brought the rave scene from England back to Pittsburgh and pretty much started the whole rave scene there. Uh-huh. And that was. Uh, part of my introduction to doing a lot of hallucinogens. And so I somehow just have this weird tendency to meet the right, wrong people at all times. And that's why I'm with you. Mm-hmm. But Thank uh, you. no, you're a great person. Uh, but I ended up meeting up with these like acid dealers and they would ask me if I could get rid of it. And I got rid of it quickly. And then they were like, okay, do you want to do like bulk? And so I was getting like books of acid and then all of a sudden I was needing encyclopedia, encyclopedias of acid and stuff because I was selling so much of it. But I would take 10 strips and go to work. Like I was working My at record's this, like 14. 10 hits of acid and went to work? Oh, yeah. I used to do this all the time. Yeah, I used to have a girlfriend and we used to just eat <laughs> a bunch of acid all the time and we would just fucking fry hard. And yeah, I would say, so this one day uh, I'm at work on a 10 strip and... Does anybody have a story where they just get high and eat all the relish? <laughs> all these LSD. I'm having flashbacks from your flashbacks. Nobody uh, on this podcast has that story. That's true. That's true. So I am at work on a 10 strip and I'm frying hard. And a woman asked for a slice. I was, it was, I was working at a coffee shop movie theater in Pittsburgh called the Beehive, which was like the hub and epicenter of like everything fun. And so I am, this woman asked for a slice of carrot cake. And I go over to the pastry case and I pull it out and all of a sudden I get into an argument with this carrot cake. And I As am just, I'm just like, it's, it's talking shit to me. And I was like, dude, fuck you. Like I started going off on this fucking carrot cake. After about two or three minutes, my boss comes over. He's like, why are you yelling at a carrot cake? And I just look at him and go, well, he started it. And he's like, I think you need to go home. And I'm like, yeah, I think I do. But it was just, it was one of those things where, uh, yeah, I started realizing that I really enjoyed acid a lot. And it was, it was because it would always just end up in as an adventure. You know, there was like, I remember one day I ate a 10 strip, went to work and I sucked the nitrous out of every whipped cream fucking thing. Those whippets. Yeah. Oh, I used to be, I used to, um. Oh, no. Okay. <laughs> it's a turbo as as, as, Yeah. As soon as I found out about hippie crack, I was all about it. I had a buddy of mine who's, uh, I had a buddy of mine whose dad owned a chemical warehouse and we would go Very and weird. pick up, we would go and pick up five 100 pound, um, what is that, a slug? He's got a, a chunk of trucker come on his oh, pants. Oh, it's crazy. He had a customer before he came over. Ah, gotcha, Blew gotcha. on his leg. <laughs> nice. What was that? Did he pop a zit on his bag and come at the same time? Yeah, a slug. Worm Slug farm. I know I've had three hedgehogs run up my asshole sitting over this hole. And they're more pissed off than you are. And, but so I, I, me and my buddy would go pick up five 100-pound tanks of nitrous from his, uh, his dad's chemical warehouse. And we would take them down to Baltimore to a rave. 
and we would do $5 balloons, $2 refills, and holy shit, were we making a fuck ton of money. Like, I would leave there with ten, fifteen thousand dollars $15,000 in my cargo pants. Like, it was fucking nuts, but them kids love that hippie crack. I love how you call it hippie crack, too, because whenever I say that to anybody who's under... Oh, sorry. Whenever I call it hippie crack to anybody who's under the age of about 35, they have no fucking idea what I'm talking about, but... Just so you know, anybody under the age of 35 has no fucking clue at all, period. About anything ever? About anything at all, because they're too busy looking at their phone, because their phone is smarter than they are. That's why they're called smartphones for dumb humans. I, I could not agree with you more. Uh, even being somebody who probably spends too much time looking at my phone, I still... On, uh, on Instagram. He just got an Instagram. Yeah, wow. Welcome to the Thunderdome. And uh, he's deleting his MySpace account. So we're moving forward. We're moving forward. I didn't you didn't I wasn't really ready for this. So No, but um, didn't you come home and Amanda found out you were on acid and you were hanging out you were living uh, with mom at the time? I probably was fucked up on something. I was probably fucked up on oh, something. Okay. I can't remember. Uh, the only thing that really sticks out uh, is how about tell the first time I did about acid. when you fucked that fat chick oh. from Absinthe that weighed a three hundred and fifty point. She looked like Danny DeVito. She tricked me. <laughs> she tricked me. She was there was this fucking she her vagina on my hard cock. There was this wine barrel. <laughs> oh man, it was this so bad. wine barrel. Was so he said he couldn't he couldn't come, so he just ate her out. Oh, that's not <laughs> true. That's, that's like a buffet. What were you thinking? We called her Lazy Boy. It was nice. We called you have to be. She he said that when she laid back on the bed to take off her underwear, her feet kicked up like one of those Lazy Boy <laughs> recliners. <laughs> Same when, way when size. When I laid too. into her, my head turned right around like the Exorcist. <laughs> <laughs> and then she spewed <laughs> out of her asshole. Ew. You got uh, caught, busted. Okay. This has all been a coup. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Talk to you about eating out that horse saddle. <laughs> oh my God! What were you thinking? We all were laughing. Go look at this girl's tooling for conk, and then my brother's walking out the door with her, no, giving us the thumbs like up, that. going, "I got this, I got this." Uh, we've all been hogging. Don't yeah. The bed looked like Hellraiser two. The Hellraiser two bed. Oh, yeah, <laughs> it was all. It was. Yeah. There was a fat chick with nails in her face laying on it. <laughs> I, I remember what. I, you like that bed in fucking. Like, like oh, that daddy Johnny Depp in fucking uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. Leave my brother alone, all right? <laughs> I, I went down on my girlfriend one time when she was on her period and she was flowing heavy. And like, I've gone down on your girlfriend I, on her period. I went, yeah, I wouldn't doubt it. Everybody has. But <laughs> I was fingering her and my hand got all covered with blood and everything. And I just remember holding it up and I was like, ah, ah, ah. she's like, you're disgusting. And I was like, no, you want to see disgusting? And then I put war paint underneath there my eyes know. with her fucking period blood. And I was like, it was hysterical because the fucking mattress, like the, the sheet looked like a really bad Japanese Someone flag. was making Caesars. Yeah. I, had that, like, the, uh, I did a similar thing where I was finger banging this girl's asshole, but I put a piece of shit down the middle of my lip. Adolf Schittler. <laughs> We're not together anymore. I was. What about? Uh, oh, you were fingering that girl in a taxi in her asshole, and then you had uh, shit on your knuckles. Oh my god! <laughs> uh, Let's stick with uh, the period. <laughs> <laughs> I thought we were talking about punk rock, but uh, now we're back at this dump truck. Uh, basically, We're talking about punk rock as far as I'm concerned. Basically, I was dating a girl, and um, we we broke up, but we were still living together, and. Always. 
Uh, we were, it was all, it was okay. Everything was fine. But I was, I was working at a bar at the time and I came home super drunk and got into bed with her and started, I don't know, something happened. We started fooling around and it was really dirty, filthy. I went down on her and then when the lights came on and it was just, yeah, yeah. it was, uh, I was like, what's it looked that? Like it looked like there was a maggot, like a red maggot or a fucking leech on the, on the yeah, I was like. Yeah, she had a miscarriage <laughs> yeah. while you were eating her out. She had, a, your baby was laying on the mattress. <laughs> She's a nice girl. <laughs> she has to be with that oh, kind of class. I, uh, I, I don't like uh, doing anal on girls because I. I like had, doing anal on guys that are dressed up like girls. Well, you live <laughs> in the right town for that. Yeah, oh, uh, but what <laughs> yes. happened was. I, I never, ever, like, it was never one of those things that I actively pursued because I've got, like, I've got a nice cock, and I don't like sticking it in dumpsters. Let's bring it out. If you want, there's an Instagram with my dick <laughs> with photos those on gutter it. So. Punks. I have the same affliction, so. No, it's, so what happened was I took I have this, one massive testicle and no cock. <laughs> I, I took this one like girl. I'm pissing out of an orange. I took this one girl home from the bar. That I want, I wanted to fuck for a long time, all and right. so we were all shit faced. We going back to my uh, my house back in Squirrel Hill in Pittsburgh. Squirrel Hill, yep, I love it. I nice want to move. Nice little Jewish town, but Squirrel uh, Hill. So we go in and we're just like fucking mauling each other, just making out, just like stripping off each other's yeah. clothes. We're going upstairs, and so we go up into my bedroom, and I'm like fucking her doggy style, and she just goes, she goes, shove it in my ass. So I I stick it in her ass. And three strokes in, I pull out. Was and someone then, sneaking up? Is that why? She's like, just put it in my ass. Hide. No, no, no. She was <laughs> just like, I guess this is what she wanted. But I stuck it in her ass. And then three strokes in, I pull out. And then she just fucking shit all over me. Where's this girl's father? It gets worse, dude. I was so repulsed by the smell, I end up puking on her back. Yeah, it was disgusting. And so as Is this I'm, how you come? No, I didn't I didn't even No, I wish. Oh my god. I would Yeah, exactly. I would be huge in Germany with this one. But so what had happened was I went Hello I, human centipede. Yeah, I, I went in I, I made her go take a shower and I like took all the fucking like, Made her all, I cause she stunk, dude. She was like all no, over and vomit. There's and shit. no way she stands up from that and goes, you know what? I'm going to take a day off. <laughs> <laughs> no, she was a keeper. But uh, so what happened was I made her go take a shower. I ended up taking all my like sheets and everything and throwing them on the back porch because they just fucking disgusting. And I went in to go take a shower. And when I came out, she robbed me. She oh. took all my fucking money. Really? I've been like, robbed. Yeah. And it just, fu I was like, wow. And But at least she didn't take the six pack that I brought home from the fucking... Oh, there's a dirt squirrel. <laughs> I told you. Watch your holes, boys. A fucking... That was, that was a, no, that was, I think that was a chipmunk. What chip do you think monk. these holes are? Holy shit. We're sitting on some guy's house. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I was a gopher. You're right. All right. Check your holes, guys. Oh, we can't kill the gophers. Uh, don't kill the golfers. Oh, <laughs> uh, fuck. I got to get a picture of this dirt squirrel. Oh, he's so cute. Yeah, until he jumps in your mouth. Yeah. Oh, he's adorable. <laughs> There's a little chipmunk. We're gonna. I'm gonna switch seats now. Why? What are you worried? Why he about? wants to get over? I'm moving over there. <laughs> There's a squirrel coming up through. A, it's a dirt squirrel. Hold he's on. adorable. We're some of us are high. He's good eating. And there's literally a little rodent popped up next to my knee. I just think it's hysterical how everybody in Los Angeles freaks out when they see nature. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, whoa, nature. What's that? There it is. <laughs> we got weed. Let's get him high. He keeps popping up and down. 
I can't wait to bite his head. I just off find it amusing show. that we're all taking pictures of it instead of focusing on the show. Oh yeah. You know, oh, like, I, oh I, I've look. got three toddlers with me. <laughs> I love the little dude. He's so cute. Oh come on. Oh. I don't like it. I I find them. I, well, my parents. I'm gonna bite his head off. <laughs> He's, he's oh, trying he's, to make a run for yeah, it. Yeah, he's, he's, he's coming up a little more each time. Oh, he's eating off the side. He's got weird ears. Somebody play some Journey so he'll dance. I'm all right. <laughs> all right. Don't nobody worry about me. I know what I'll do. Yeah, I get bit. He needs a girlfriend. We've all got new Kate keychains. Trust me. If I this fucker bites me, we all get <laughs> keychains. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I'll nail that fucker to the, my top of my hat as a warning shot. I don't think I've ever actually seen a live gopher before. It looks like the, my end of my flashlight. <laughs> Same smile. Which end? The end that I love. <laughs> you know, here, I got uh, Just so you know, if anybody owns a fleshlight out there, the uh-uh. best way to use it, put it between your mattress and box with a girl's pussy. And fuck your bed. Oh. Really? Yeah. I've done if you that got a so friend with a steady hand. <laughs> well, yeah. It's also, the, that's okay. That Maybe that's the first best way. Okay. Uh, the second best way is my Do box you use spring. use a fleshlight? No, I haven't. Although I hear it's really fun. I, I'm yeah. 100% on board for it. I just have never come across the opportunity. The cleaning well, seems to me to out. be the worst part of the oh, flashlight no. experience. Oh, yeah, especially the other people you share the apartment with. Open a dishwasher and there's a rubber cunt sitting <laughs> in the fucking silverware. I, I, when I was working <laughs> oh, on the... Oh, sorry, no- it's my new toothbrush washer. When I was working on the Naughty Show, we were sponsored by Flashlight, and yeah, I got a Flashlight. Golden years. I, I, I enjoyed it, but to be quite honest, if you're that desperate for pussy... Like okay, I'm right here, man. <laughs> I'm right here. I, I'd rather I'd rather have pussy than the flashlight, to be quite honest. <laughs> uh, I would I would hope that like that's a real problem. If you get to a point where you're like, eh, I I I don't need to get late just tonight. Say my name, please. It's me, right? Well, Jesus Christ, you I'm sure have a closet full of many shapes and sizes. Oh, I've got. I don't have a flashlight. I have a flesh torso. Yeah. <laughs> where it's just a mannequin with the arms and legs ripped off. I keep the head, but I turn it around so it doesn't look at me. <laughs> I do love a mannequin. I used to have a couple of Victoria's Secret mannequins. Remember when I had those mannequins in my apartment? I used to come home all fucked up, and it was at the long end of the hall in the living room, and I'd forget sometimes, and they're just this naked woman standing. Hey, yeah, hey, you're early. <laughs> yeah, I lived at Queen and River. You put the man in mannequin. Thank you. You know it's all empty inside until you pack it full of half-defrosted chicken breasts. <laughs> and in every hole's a good hole. Even the ones you smash in the back with a hammer. Hey, that looks like a pussy, too. And then the girl you fuck later that night gets salmonella. It's perfect. The girl, like, there's going to be a, a return customer. I would rather get salmonella than herpes any day of the week. So, <laughs> Salmonella. But if you're going to a German... Anyway, I'll leave that for part When two. I was in Germany, when Black Flag was on tour and we were in Germany, I stopped at a German, uh, like, porn store. And it's insane. There's, like, straight sex, anal sex. And they have, like, the fucking shit section. And I'm just thankful it wasn't scratch and sniff because it was fucking section? disgusting. Isn't it more of a slide than a section? Scheisse! <laughs> but it was just... The fact that they get off on that shit, no pun intended, 
is fucking insane. Uh-oh, is he eating Tweety? Uh, just so you know, ladies and gentlemen who are uh, listening to this podcast, I uh, won Jason and his brother. <laughs> I, I won them Tweeties out of the claw machine at Dave and Buster's, and now the gopher or the uh, yeah the gopher is having a difficult time trying to get out of its hole because it doesn't know whether hole. to eat. It doesn't know whether to eat the Tweety or move it or what. It's, it looks like it's 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 it's, it's, it's coming on. <laughs> oh, wouldn't it be we could we could win. The gopher's got a bit of a foot thing, I think. <laughs> a foot fetish. There's probably a whole wing at the German fucking porn shop. So weird. Oh. <laughs> and just push it out of the way. There we go. I just don't want to. If that thing jumps, it's over. You'll see it a public execution right here. I will stomp that thing in half. Snakes, dude, you bite me. I've seen snakes go into holes in this. Ah, uh, uh, here we go. Uh, yeah. We already did that story. Yeah. Well. Misfits are playing this Saturday. I know. I really want to go, but uh, I wanted to go too, and I, I was fucking a, money. I went. I went to the Denver like the their first reunion. But it's not the one the, the drummer's the, different, is it? Probably like five hundred bucks. At yeah, least. but who care? I mean, all anybody wants to see is Jerry and Dan and, and Glenn on stage together. And I think Doyle's Dude. still playing with them. He was at yeah. the Denver like the first reunion show, he's and it was key. He's key. Well, to you it. have to have. It. I, it was great. Like I'm happy. Like they're my been my favorite band since I was a kid, and so I was really happy to go. And I you know spent the money to fly to Denver and go and see them because I figured. You know, there's a chance they're going to end up killing each other on stage because they hate each other so much. <laughs> and this will be the only chance anybody ever gets to see them. And it was a great show. Like, I loved it. And especially because it was at a festival. How so I was long? Able- Did they play a solid hour? Yeah. And I was able to get right up front because it was a, f- it's not like here where like general admission seats are like, like, like they're like, 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 uh, like resale right now they're going for like like thousands of dollars it's crazy, and yeah. and even and even just to go and sit in like the really shitty section i think it's all sold out like i think you have to buy like um um like like StubHub and what it, an it's an, it's pricey what an anomaly in the music business is the misfits what an anomaly yeah the greatest bootleg band of all time i'm is that it? What's funny is are you a fan i'm a fan i'm a fan always have been but glenn danzig is to this day the guy who puts out the most bootlegs of the misfits. He's made a fortune uh, basically just reselling the misfits, like live performances and stuff like that. Um, There was an incident that happened in Pittsburgh at Ides Entertainment where Glenn Danzig came in and pretty much turned over the store because there were so many misfits bootlegs there. But it just turned out to be good publicity for him. Sure. You know, and like it, the same thing happened whenever I, when I was working there in 96, there was a huge uh, conflict between like the store and society because we were the only store that sold white power music. We had the entire resistance record Thank catalog. God. So <laughs> what had happened was there was a huge protest outside of Ides. Did they have a Christmas album out? Yeah. Screwdriver a put out a Christmas, Christmas album. Yeah. It was definitely that. <laughs> a Hanukkah? Yeah. <laughs> so uh, what happened was there was a huge protest outside of Ides Entertainment, and it got on the news, and that news, anytime it got on the news, it was basically an advertisement telling every white power motherfucker where they need to get their music. And the oh. next day, we sold out completely of That's everything. Johnny Rebel, fucking Rahua, fucking Screwdriver, everything was gone. And it was all thanks to the protesters. Good job, guys. Now, Good yeah, they, fucking job. They aggravated a situation that was volatile, and then they got recruitment off of the press off of it. Well, it's like that thing in Toronto. Remember a couple years ago, there's that, that restaurant where they like they served like 
like hunted food and like like deer and shit. Yeah, and there was yeah, a big yeah. huge protest because people are like And Rogan like, had him on his yeah, podcast. Yeah, because the guy and and it was all like, you know, like a butcher like, in like, 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 market. like I eat meat, so I don't give a fuck. And if you want to hunt it, that even better. Because it's and even so better. and this guy did like it was all ethical hunting, like like he really stuck to to his things. Like I I, a, I hunt a, the meat. It was a, a boutique. It was a boutique uh, butcher shop. Butcher shop with like a little restaurant section and they had these huge protests and all it did was make like, he ended up booking reservations out like nine months in advance yeah. because of the huge protests that yeah. happened because of it. Yeah. People don't like to be told what to do. People don't like to be told what to do. Right, and when you start telling them, they start doing it. Right, they start doing what you don't want to do or what they want. Yeah, you can do a little reverse psychology. I, I work... I worked at a place you might remember. It's called La Palette. It's a restaurant down on Queen Street, right, right by so Velvet Underground. We worked at the White Swallow. Well, I there too, but um, no. And we used to sell horse meat. Um, they used to serve horse. That's mortadella, um, isn't it? Isn't mortadella? Is, is mortadella meat? horse? I don't know. I think so. Did, they did like horse. T- it was like a fancy French restaurant. They did like horse tartare and shit. But they used to get protesters out front. But the protesters weren't like vegetarian. They were just protesting because of the horse, yeah. which never made any sense. Because I mean, lovers. like if you more on, on a moral level, I don't really see any difference between horse or cow. Like it doesn't really make it. Like like I get it if you're a fucking animal rights activist. I still think you're an idiot. But like at least I get your your mentality. But it's just like no, don't eat the pretty animal. We only want you to eat the fat, stupid ones. So I we're going to fucking stand outside with signs all day. It was just the fucking dumbest thing in the world. I saw a bumper sticker that said, don't abuse the elderly. Remember that? Why just the elderly? <laughs> well, when I lived in Korea. Oh, here we go. You um, killed an old man with a hammer. <laughs> well, that was just that was just the weekend. Um, <laughs> Marky Mark that day, weren't you? Marky Mark? What did he do? No, and... Didn't that thing with Mark Wahlberg where he's still apologizing for where he like he's he used to be like a big white power guy and when he was a teenager he like Ooh, Mark he, Wahlberg yeah he like he yeah he blinded a Vietnamese guy in like a stomping attack yeah it's a big thing it's it's still because he he's been trying to get a pardon for it lately and the Vietnamese guy still has not forgiven him for doing it so no of course he shouldn't because apparently Wahlberg has still never made any kind of restitution or anything like that he's yeah it's it's like that's the whitest thing in the world is Marky Mark blinding a Vietnamese guy in Boston and like they in like the 80s or whatever the fuck it was yeah before he got his calvin klein no sponsor yeah. wow yeah. was so the funky bunch was actually like a white power <laughs> yeah, yeah, troop yeah, yeah, yeah. holy yeah, shit they didn't start it's such a good vibration yeah. you know um but uh so what happened was when i was in korea um i got invited to a barbecue my friend billy was married to a korean woman and they lived off post and they made this barbecue and he was like, me and all my combo buddies were sitting at this table. There's a dirt squirrel. He's over there. Or that's his son. Oh, that no, there's, they're, they're coming up. It's feeding time right under our rings. That's cool. You know, they, <laughs> they, don't, they don't have In-N-Out Burger, so. But so we're at this barbecue, and Billy throws this big plate of meat at us and some bread, and he's like, here, enjoy, guys. So we start woofing it down. It's the most incredible fucking meat I've ever eaten in my life. And I'm just going nuts. We're like sopping up the juice with the bread and everything. Yeah. It was fucking incredible. And he goes, hey guys, did you like that? And we're like, yeah, it was fucking great. What was it? He's like, you guys just ate a dog. Uh, and, then, and then we were just sitting there looking at each other. We're like, uh, we were like, shut up, faggot. Uh, so we, uh, we just sat there looking at Billy and we're like, is there more? Like it was fucking. And then I went out with a diplomat's daughter. I went out with a diplomat's daughter, and we went to a restaurant that served dog. And oh my is fuck! This is in Hollywood, Korea. Oh yeah, you can't serve no, that here. Of course, here. I've seen videos of them with backing up trucks full of skin gravy. I, I listen. Like I say, I mean, if, if, from if you eat meat, 
you shouldn't complain oh, yeah. about the meat. That you, I mean, who gives a fuck? I'll eat a dog. Some, I mean, I love dogs, but if someone puts tasty dog in front of me, I'm eating some <laughs> fucking dog. Look at my brother's face. Here's how, are fucking animals. here's how I look at it. We are all meat. I'm tasty to a shark, bear, tiger, you know, lep, uh, fucking... Uh, Leatherface. Yeah, Leatherface. I'm, I'm tasty to somebody, and we all have to survive. That's a great album cover. What? I'm tasty to somebody. <laughs> I am tasty to somebody. You know, I'm something tasty. out there wants to eat me. That's like saying I, uh, that guy likes big girls. In defense <laughs> of dogs, dogs were... Um, they're not only our best friends, but they were our first friends... Okay. Oh, that's, that's hey, fair. Who, hey, you want to eat that fortune cookie you just opened? But if someone chopped your Holy brother's fuck. leg off tomorrow Confucius. and served it up right, and it tasted good enough, dude, if they ran out of gas, you'd be giving blowjobs. I mean, you're you're, you're stringy. You go up and down this canyon a lot. I I'm bet you. Stringy. I bet you you'd probably fucking taste okay, man. Me? Yeah. Oh. It's, yeah, I've heard I've heard vegans actually taste great because they're just so well, healthy for uh, for you like sharks and bears. Range, yeah, free range farm fed. <laughs> Should we go down to uh, Silver Lake and grill up some hipsters? You got a gun? If you got a gun, I'm in. How about crossbows? All right, it's fair more enough. humane. Yeah. All right. What would you kill and uh, to eat a hipster kid? What would you? What weapon of choice? It would have to be something ironic. It would have to be like I'm gonna kill you with like like a 17th century mace that I carry around because yeah. Oh, a maglite, perfect. That that works. Yeah. yeah. You could you could bore them to death. No, but you know why it's perfect? Because it's hipster blue. It's a maglite, but it's 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 IPA. Dodger blue, and you can't dodge this motherfucker. Oh, let's go. How come there's a condom rolled over that maglite? Because I believe in safe fighting. Can you imagine that? You come through a puppet park and it looks like someone's looking for worms in the dirt and you come around the corner and it's a guy with a flashlight in his ass crying. He's <laughs> <laughs> going, I think the train went that way. What do you mean can I imagine? Uh, I live in East Hollywood, man. I see I, I see that every other day. Yeah, what what, what is the weirdest Hollywood? I, you went from the mean streets of Queen Street, Toronto to Hollywood, which is all Queen Street, Toronto. Hollywood is a... a what have you? Uh, well, how actually, many homeless people have you seen shit and make eye contact? Well, no, I work. I mean, I work downtown all day. I mean, you want to see how uh, many yeah. homeless people I've seen Fury shit? Road. It's <laughs> like I mean, I see seven people shit a day. <laughs> I mean, every single day, and about four of them try to hiring? throw it. Oh yeah, then they'll throw they'll throw it at you too if you. Mess I won't them off. even do the job. I'll just be waiting in the corner for homeless people to hang a rat. <laughs> oh, I, I had a buddy of mine from uh, Toronto, and he was a homeless kid for a while. And he told me these stories about how he would shit in a bag and then take it and smash it in someone's face. All right. I have a name. (laughs) (laughs) The funny thing is, I probably know that person. If if he was a homeless in Toronto in the 90s at any point, I probably know him. What was your life like? What, in, in the punk rock, I lived in. Do you remember? You know where you know where the Scotiabank Theater is in Toronto, the yeah, big yeah, theater yeah. down at Richmond and John by the Much Music Building. Very different area now. That used to be the uh, Dover Elevator Building. It was this giant old abandoned like full city block warehouse, and we burnt it down. We were squatting in there, and a girl fell asleep with a candle in a milk crate and burnt that whole fucking building down. And we all barely we almost died. Like we barely got what year out. Was this? This is nineteen ninety six, March ninety six. You can actually still look up the newspaper articles about it. And I just remember we we. Left and I had a little dog because I was 
one of those homeless people who had a dog. Um, and then we went to a little the dog actually yeah. left. No, hey, listen, job. I don't disagree with you. The dog but, works security. In but we, we went to a co- we went to a coffee time <laughs> donuts and fucking it's in coffee time is a donut uh, chain in Canada. It's like a methadone clinic that has yeah. caffeine. <laughs> it's it's like I don't know what like because Dunkin' Donuts is like Tim Hortons. I don't know what like the low. It's like Winchell's or something like that. It's yeah. like that way less. Yeah, it's yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, basically yeah. coffee time is like the Winchells of Canada. Uh, yeah, yeah. But but so we went to a coffee time and we're sitting there and I had the dog tied up out front and I, I fucking the cops like drove by slowly and suddenly we were surrounded. There were like six of us and they took us in and questioned us about it because they knew the the firefighters had told the cops about the dog and so that's how they recognized us and they took us in and I had like three grams of hash on me that I swallowed because I thought I was getting arrested. So it was like Did halfway you through be the, in a holding cell on three grams of hash. Well, you, I, you're a bad planner. Well, what else was I going to do? They could have found it. I don't want to go to... I mean, they let us go. Because they were tearing the building down anyways to build the theater. So it up and dropping it on the floor? No. I don't waste drugs. All right. That was a test and you passed. Fuck. Ball it up. I, I do all that right, like, right, like fucking go. Tommy Chung and up in smoke, man. I'm just swallowing everything that I'm ah, holding. Ah, yeah. <laughs> Wait, I'll get the microphone now. Okay, <laughs> cool. Know. He uh, just threw you a dead weight. Yeah. I was like, I was like yeah, oh, okay. Blah, blah, blah. You go. <laughs> All right. Uh, donuts. Cool. No. Uh, wait, where are we? Moderator here. Moderate. Yeah. What were we supposed to be talking about? I just about? put animals in a cage punk? and see which one fucks and which one eats. <laughs> 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 now I I enjoy eating meat and I always will. And I've tried going vegetarian and vegan a couple of times and I'm just like, you know what? If I can't have ice cream, I can't live. No. I um, propagandi. Yeah, I love those guys. Great. They're, they're uh, good guys. Harry Krishna. Were they? Vi- they're no. I know. Oh, I know. Maybe, sorry, it was shelter. Like it I know, was I, shelter. I, I, but propaganda, but propaganda are sh- super. Are super vegan though, and like I saw. Uh, yeah. I saw shelter at the Niagara in Vancouver in probably '94, and uh, I thought they were like soliciting for some sort of uh, Krishna thing because they had the the hair. Yeah, they're all Krishna. Yeah, and, and Krishna core. Yeah, that's hilarious. Yeah, so uh, they were giving out cookies. Cookies, like they give out gifts of food or something, and I ate like the cookies, and then I puked into the beer cup and drank this oatmeal (laughs) during the show. It was a different time. <laughs> they they used to they, they when we were the Christians used to come and give out food um, I, in Toronto. I think I'm sure they do it all over the place. But there was always a rumor though that they would put lots of saltpeter in the food because they uh, wanted like to keep everybody sterile. Yeah, like they, they didn't want people having because I guess with I, I don't know anything about Harry Krishna and I don't want to insult any Harry Krishnas. But apparently, like they're all like everybody joins like they don't have like Krishna kids like they're all everybody become. I don't know if that's true or not. That's just what I like. That was just the stupid it's street rumor. Sex time. is like a probably a, a distraction from the cause. Something, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, vegetarian food. Yeah, they're, they're weird haircuts. Oh, those chambering. You know what? Their music sucks. <laughs> Why would they be against sex? Yeah. Um, I don't. Yeah, probably. That's a, that's why I'm against sex, right? Though I thought they were for life. Yeah, on the outside of their politics, probably. Like I say, I could be insulting all of Jason's Harry Krishna listeners right now. All, 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 none of them. But because I could be, I'm just saying that was the rumor on the street when they used to give out the food is that they weren't, they didn't believe in sex, and so they put saltpeter in the food so that other people couldn't have sex. That was like the. The military used to do that. Is that true? So they wouldn't rape each other. I was in the military. I never had that. So I don't Peter? know. Yeah, they, I don't know. St- this is probably in the 
40s or something, my grandmother was saying saltpeter and the mashed potatoes. Really? Wow. Mm. No, I um, I never had a problem getting a boner in the military because there was all those hot guys. Uh, no, it was... Uh, it, it was it was <laughs> it was it was just like the military was just its own fucking thing. It was like I I'm I'm very thankful that I never ever like got sucked into the brainwashing. You know, it's like I realize as a veteran that the military you're not fighting for freedom, you're not upholding the constitution as much as you're just fighting to make rich people richer. Yeah. You know, and it's like all we are as George Carlin says is an oil company with an army and it's fucking disgusting and I encourage everybody not to join the military because you can die. And just because I got out, I got really good veterans benefits, but that's no reason to join. I wanted to join for a year. Really? Yeah. I was just thinking the, about the, the I was Canadian thinking, forces. You were going to join? No, 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 no. I was going to do something here. You're going to be Dudley do really? Yeah, but I'm too old. I talked to some people already. Oh, to like get a, like a green card kind of? No, 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 no. I can get a, I have a green card. I can get a, a U.S. passport. So yeah, I can get citizenship, but I just thought, is it just a, uh, take myself completely out of, any habit or structure I'm familiar with. I can't and see you dealing with fucking even I could change my psychology to in, kind enough of to be yelled at by somebody and told what to do. I can't see I, I don't know. I, I mean I, I it, to it, now they, they, they I could be wrong. Genes, right? Epigenetics. I'm fine if it's it because everybody is on the same page in a, a military thing. And if you're uh, disobedient or other you're very isolated and exiled very quickly. I, I, and I like that. I like that. They would change. You. They didn't change me, and I'm very grateful for and that. And you get in great shape too. Oh yeah, that was the, well, the one thing that I absolutely adored about basic training was one. What is was, that? What does that consist of? Uh, it's two months of just rigorous training and cleaning toilets. How much weight do you and, have on your back when you have to run? Oh, huh? why toilets? Because the thing is, is I, I'm, I'm. Have you seen? I don't think that they touched you at all. As in how? Okay. In, in a sense that uh, they don't be rude, Andrew. You. Oh no! Okay. When post traumatic, I'm not saying that. I'm saying I I without a doubt, room. without a doubt, I appreciate boot camp for giving me the discipline that I have today as an adult. Okay, yeah. that is the one thing I like that that is was beneficial to me as a fucking mind you i joined the military i was an in-school suspension a recruiter came in he goes is eric simon here and i'm like i raise my hand he comes over he gives me some pamphlets and everything he goes yeah you know you can go overseas we'll you know do all this stuff da, 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 da. and i just signed up right there i was just on didn't a whim? Even, on a whim just fucking sign because I, I looked at what it like this. elvis no what ha well i wish but not no not the elvis today he's dead but the thing that I wanted to escape from was my mother's tyranny and Pittsburgh in general, okay? Because to me, I was like, if prison, if, 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 if high school is prison with a grade point average, yeah. then why the fuck would I want to go to college? You know, these learning institutions, uh, the only thing that I really got out of learning institutions is I fucking hate learning institutions. And any institutions, I mean, like the whole American school system is a 12-step program, and it just really fucks with you, you know? And it just, like, it causes, it shows you, like... Um, Gives you a false sense of security too. That in the future. It, 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 it shows you how much, you know, there is uh, so much class warfare... Even in fucking, you know, school. Fashion. Yeah, you know, it's just... Somebody's got to turn the rivets in the oil company, so... 
Well, I just, I just didn't want to be, I just didn't want to go to college and I just wanted to get the fuck out of Pittsburgh and I wanted to get away from my mother just trying to tell me everything that I needed to do in life. So I just joined on a whim and to be open and honest, boot camp was the best thing and the most fun I've ever had in my life. Really? Yeah. yeah. Boot camp was fucking you know why? fun. You know, uh, probably because you didn't have a chance to think for yourself. Well, it, it, it did something. Committed. Yeah. When you're sleeping is your only time of peace, and there's no time for menial drama. The one thing, or many things, that boot camp showed me is how far I can be pushed before I push back. Ah. You know, it, it showed me my physical and mental limitations. That's what I was going to say. Is Do you think it turned you into a killer? Um, yeah. I could totally kill somebody. It, the military. Now it's getting good. The there military. We go. The military. Now I'm gonna hit record. That that is the thing about the military. No one seems to realize is that they train you to kill. Yes. Were you deployed like in an active? Uh, um, I I went in the day the ground war started in Kuwait in '91. Oh wow. Okay. Um, my I was actually like stripes with Bill Murray. Um, not quite, <laughs> but. What happened was... Were you guys singing? Well, yeah, we sing cadences while we run. But um, I remember being... Because the day I was supposed to leave, it got too foggy at Pittsburgh International Airport for us to leave. So we ended up being sequestered at a Holiday Inn in Monroeville. And we're all sitting there eating Domino's pizza, and we watch the war break out on TV. We watch all these missile strikes happening overseas, and we're like, boy, did we join at a bad fucking time. But that whole police action was over within a month and a half. So, at you know, like all the guys that were in there were like, "Oh, but I wanted to kill," and I was like, "No, I want to live." Yeah, sir. I was gonna say, and then you you're out several years before the next Iraq invasion too. So I guess yeah, um, you know. But I mean, I I excelled. I was like, I did so much stuff. I built stuff for the government. I um, I mean, when I went from my my first PT test, my physical training test, I did two miles in seventeen minutes. And that's horrible. And then when I left the military, I did two miles, 10 minutes, 40 seconds. So I was doing a five-minute, 20-second fucking mile. Like, I was killing it. And I loved running. I ran two marathons when I was in the military. I ran two half marathons, which made me want to run a marathon. But what I loved was... Do you see yourself getting back to some of this kind of stuff? I have a steel rod in my leg and a steel hinge for an ankle from, uh, cause if there's one thing I know, uh, I am the worst skateboarder ever. Um, I had two plates and eight screws in my elbow from skateboarding. Yeah. So. Andrew's got a, a wooden hubcap over his nuts. <laughs> <laughs> that, I, I wish I could still run. That's the one, that's oh. the one thing that I miss more than anything was cause after they put this in, I was crippled for eight months and I just started gaining weight. Holy shit. Did yeah. you see the titties on those? My God! Where, no, no, she's walking down right now. She's this like super tits. Oh, check out the nuts on that husky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you probably won't be able to see her, but. Oh yeah, we walked past the dog that had the hugest hammer on him. It looked, it looked like rabbit. nine rabbits' foots all taped together, <laughs> hanging in an arch. It was we we I go. Holy shit, it, I don't think that's his tail. And his, this dog's dick was almost dragging on the ground. And the owner's like, ah, oh, what are you going to do? Five legs. Yeah, five Put legs a boot to, on that. Yeah, you got two tails on a dog. It's like, holy crap, get a fucking wheelbarrow for that thing. <laughs> holy fuck. And it wasn't even hard. It was just a... And that dog's name? Like a mitten. John Holmes. 
<laughs> Jesus. Get that dog in a movie. Yeah, keep him out of the hills. Someone's going to die. Can you imagine it was Air Bud with a dog with a huge hammer who skateboarded? Oh, that dog must have got laid so much. Come on. That dog was a sports star and a movie star. <laughs> What's the last punk show you went to? Uh, you know what? It has been because I haven't been. And Remember I'm, when with the old porn awards and that yeah, girl peed on you? Yeah, that's probably the closest. No, I haven't <laughs> been to honestly because I have not been to any punk show since I moved to L.A. So the yeah. last punk show I moved, I went to is probably in Vancouver. There's was, a whole Latino. No, punk I know, scene and I really want to go. I just haven't had the time to check it out. Probably Vancouver at SPC. I think I saw Dayglo play, um, and I think that's the last um, punk show that I went to. And it was like Dayglo and um, Piggy, which is uh, Ron Reyes from Black Flag, is the band that he. Uh, is in in Vancouver and uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, and and then I can't remember who the hell, but yeah, that's the last real punk show I went to. First punk show, first punk show I ever saw was Armed and Hammered and uh, Armed and Hammered. Remember Armed and Hammered? Yeah, yeah, so it's yeah. Armed and Hammered and Random Killing at the Silver Dollar in Toronto. Oh, that, that jazz was the club. very very first I punk show I went to. I there after my first Mike Bullard appearance. Really? Yeah, showed up right after I did a TV tape in my first big TV with Ron Jeremy was the guest. <laughs> and I was all full of piss and vinegar and showed up at the Silver Dollar and bombed during a comedy festival. Well, that's not much of a comedy venue, the Silver Dollar. No. It's like a 50s jazz. Yeah. Well, I think it's, like, I think it's also actually closed now, too, because everything in Toronto is gone. Um, yeah. Yeah, 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 it is. Everything in Toronto is gone. The, the bovine's the only thing that's left. Everything Barely. else in Toronto is completely Barely. gone. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so you were asking about first punk shows. Yeah. My first punk shows were in middle school. And I, um, I started going to this place called the Electric Banana in Pittsburgh. And it was like a notorious punk rock club. And I saw the Descendants there. Um, yeah, I saw, I saw a Black Flag play at a place called Confetti's downtown. And like, I was in, uh, like, you want to hear a great story. Um, the lead singer of Me First and the Gimme Gimmies, Spike Slauson, he grew up in Pittsburgh. And he had such animosity towards me because I was straight edge and I, he would like, I would always like see him and stuff and he would always give me shit and try to get me to drink beer and stuff like that. It's like, come on, you pussy, have a fucking beer. Are you still straight edge? Well, now I am. Yeah. I grew, I grew out of my whole like drinking and drugs and all that shit, but oh, yeah, I guess that's a dumb question. You were just talking about eating 10 strips of acid. What am I talking about? Are you still straight edge? <laughs> so, uh, so spike would give me a hard time all these fucking, all the years that I knew him, he would constantly badger me and everything because I was straight edge. And then punk rock bowling 2007 were like, we're opening for me first in the gimme gimme's black fag is. And after the show, I walk past spike and he goes, wait, how do I know you? And we're like, I'm skippy. And he's like from Pittsburgh. And I'm like, yeah. And he just throws his arms around me and he goes, dude, I am so fucking sorry for all the shit that I caused you. Like, mind you, this is the type of shit do he would do. Do you have any acid? No. No. What, um, he was basically making amends because he stopped drinking. He went to, like, AA yeah, and everything. Some, yeah. So, base, what happened was, um, like, when I was a kid, I remember one night at the house on Bouquet Street where ne Necrocedia lived, which is right down, it's, like, in Pittsburgh. It was, like, uh, in Oakland where, like, the University of Pittsburgh is. And... Spike had these two girls coerce me to come and fucking hang outside. So he had these two girls like, come on, Skippy, come on outside. We want to talk to you out here. Come on outside. And then he was on the roof, and he dumped this garbage can full of piss water on me. 
like all full of shit and everything. How do you get a garbage can full? Oh, okay, not all piss. No, it was just that's like a large, that's a that's a that's a hundred beer piss. Yeah, well, you went into the corner of the old goof fort in Kensington Market back in about 1987. There was probably a giant pail full of piss there. I would imagine. Oh, <laughs> uh, do you know a bu- bunch of fucking goofs? Um, a bunch of fucking goofs are like they, they're like the, the dirty. The, yeah, they were like the Toronto like like punk band like all Gigi Allen of the eighties. But but yeah, exactly. And God, I miss Spiderland so much. But um, uh, but they but they were also super anti-drug. Like they were very anti. So and they used to like have like a gang and the band, and they yeah. used to like patrol Kensington Market Dude, and then beat was up fucking drug Armageddon, dealers and shit. They yeah. bull ring, uh, nose rings, and, and and they wore hockey pads. Like they dressed, they they dressed like Mad Max. Yeah. Like they wore, they, they like that was their whole. Sh- and they just patrol Kensington Market, and they had this huge warehouse. It was called Fort Goof that they used to run an old booze can. Remember the DMZ. Their old yep. booze can they used to run out of at night, and then during the day, and, and I actually lived there way later on, uh, and it was just this, just like imagine the worst punk rock squat you can think of, only like <laughs> it's ten a times the size, and somebody's paying rent. But other than that, it's yeah. <laughs> Sorry, it's nasty. Yeah, uh, punkers are gross. That's why, like, uh, I I kind of stopped being punk because, like, my my former best friend termed racist. He said to me, he "Goes, why do you constantly hang out with the dirt people?" And I'm like, "Holy fuck! You just opened my eyes to something I didn't even realize." But yeah, they're a bunch of smelly, drunk motherfuckers, and don't get me wrong, people. they're fun. But I just, I I guess I that's I what that's what Andrew folks. calls his balls the dirt people. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I kind of I had a similar epiphany. I mean, I kind of found a happy medium because Andrew not, was a it's racist not, it's not, Jew. It's not, it's not like I'm walking around <laughs> in a tux these days. I certainly found a happy medium somewhere. But I had the same kind of. It was for me. It was more even just realizing that there was like a certain point where like I was going to the same bars for years and with the same people doing the same things yeah. having the same conversations and then nowhere. you're going nowhere exactly and yeah. just being like you know what like I love some of these people and I've known them since I was like 14 years old and and if I back in Toronto I'm at the right bar and I'll still man, hang out with it's them it's a young man's but, fight but, but there's a point where it's like no I gotta like try to you know do something with my with my life other than be a dirt person yeah it was uh, like if I go home to Pittsburgh right now I can Bragger. go to I can go to any number of bars and find my friends because they're still oh, yeah. sitting on the same barn stool bar stool sitting there sitting thirty pounds the same fatter fucking, yeah you know or they probably fifty still fucking yeah sorry beating the same girlfriend with the same hit parade magazine. <laughs> No, I, there comes a point where it's it's like like I loved it. I love. I mean, listen. I'm glad we all discovered this in our 40s. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I mean, listen. I, and I had a good run. I mean, you know, like when 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 we got signed when I was like 25, and like being in a punk band, but also you know touring and playing like you know like 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 playing shows and touring Canada back and forth. Like that was a blast, and that was yeah. kind of a like a step up because at least we were you know like semi successful and we were like doing okay, and that was fun. And then when that ended, and 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 I I, I tried to be like a real person for a couple of years like I got like an office job and like and got married that first time and tried to be like a like an actual human and then I realized that was like way too far the other way like I can't yeah. that that was like like I can't walk into a place with fluorescent lights and listen to people talk about their mortgages and shit like it just I, and I had a crisis I had a bigger crisis from that where I just woke up one morning and just could not live with yourself I just, yeah I couldn't I just couldn't bring myself to literally like 
go. I didn't even get my last check or call in. I just was like, I'm just never ever going to that place or that kind of thing ever again. And it was shortly after that that I ended up um, uh, going to Vancouver and then here. But um, yeah, you got your hands tattooed like uh, six months ago. <laughs> That's the one thing I'm happy about is I, I escaped the punk scene without getting a tattoo or piercing, you know, not saying that they're like, I just, good for you. Yeah. And I just, I just realized that I'm a colorful enough person without them. So it's like, you know, and plus you don't really see a lot of like Yale or Stanford neck and face tattoos, you know, you just never really see Oh, you just haven't lived long enough yet. We will. It's true. Jason and I don't have personalities of any kind. It's just our tattoos. That's that's all. That's all. That's all. That's all we got. That's all. Oh, (laughs) He, that is your bad knee. Your ankle sounds a lot like your asshole. <laughs> I had to move it, or else it was gonna make fucking. It was gonna make an even worse noise. Jesus, <laughs> Jesus, Andrew, move your shoe. You're gonna get mud on it. <laughs> There's a slide. Yeah, you're downhill. Down you're downhill. He's downhill gonna, and downwind. You're gonna get pushed out the stream. That's one thing I'm fortunate about. My uh, my shit does stink, but my farts don't. Huh? I. Just reek in general. Oh. Sorry. No, no, no. I was just going to say uh, the last show I saw oh. uh, was um, I saw Danzig and um, Jerry, oh. Jerry only was there, right? And they played a bunch of Misfit songs. But the last punk show I saw was uh, Reagan Youth. Uh, what was yeah. the first one? Uh, the first one was Face Puller with You. Oh, that's right. Yeah. What's kind of hysterical is the lead singer of Black Fag is now the lead singer of Reagan Youth. Really? They were good. They were really good, yeah. They played with Deglo Abortions, but I missed them. I've never heard them before. I'm only... My favorite, like, other than the Misfits. Oi. Oh. Yeah, other than the Misfits, Deglo. I mean, Deglo's actually what got me into punk rock. Like when I like I heard Fetus of Fetus when I was like twelve or thirteen. Oh, they were on the news, was, like scandalous. Well, they were like the, they they actually did the Canadian version of like what uh, like like Jello Biafra and Zappa and all that did with the PMRC thing. They in Canada because they put yeah. out an album called Hide the Hamster, their second record, and they got taken to court. Explain in, the in, cover of that. Yeah, it's it's basically the front cover is a is a hamster with a gun pointed at it, and then when you open it up, the hamster's been blown away, and they got taken in a court for it and it's actually like like the, like the, what, what they ended up like winning the court case wasn't for it, it and two dogs fucking too well that that's that's that was the song two dogs fucking is actually about that it's like they're uh. making fun of that court case but the whole thing is like they're the reason that a there's parental advisory warnings on canadian albums uh that are they look a little different than the, but they're the ones that actually the reason that there's no censorship on canadian music is because of daglo abortions because they won well, that court case. round of applause yeah. for daglo abortions well, Great on that band. note, let's go eat some In-N-Out Burger. All right. I'm down. Yeah? yeah? Cool. Thanks for being on the show, guys. Where can people find you, Andrew? Are you doing any shows? I know you'll be uh, hanging out with me on July 1st. At yeah, the I'll be at the Canada show. Day show at the Comedy Store on July 1st. Yeah. And then if they want to find me, my Instagram and Twitter are both at KillDrewFox. And my Facebook is Andrew Ryan Fox. And I don't know. I've always got some kind of weird shit yeah. going on. So, yeah, I'm around. Andrew, what steel mill do you work at? <laughs> yeah, I'll be on a steel ma- mill in fucking Burlington. Oh, is like in Burlington? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, there you can go. find you yeah, there. Fuck you. Oh, and you're on. Hey, no, you actually got an Instagram. Yeah, I did. Andrew's got it. A round of applause. Way to get. Way Thank to you. Get, you. Fucking millennial. Wow. <laughs> uh, what's your Instagram? Pasher Andrew? Yeah, I think it's Pasher Andrew or Andrew Pasher. At like Andrew Pasher. Andrew, at Pasher Andrew on Instagram. 
Skippy versus the world? Skippy Simon versus everyone. Versus that everyone. That is my Instagram and my YouTube page, because I got kicked off of Facebook, and I don't give a fuck about Twitter. It's just a fucking civil war of stupid going on there, yeah, so... I don't think I've, I, I like, like I said my Twitter, but I don't think I've actually tweeted in probably about no. eight months or something. I never use it, but it, anyway, sorry. It's weird how something... These social media platforms are like just trajectories of like this will be the law forever, and then all of a sudden another algorithm comes in. And they, yeah. It becomes absolute. well. What's I'm sorry. What, what, what's great about um, what's great about social media is you no longer need Hollywood's approval to make yourself into yeah. somebody anymore. DIY shit. No. That's what I love. Is it's the do it yourself. That's why I started Skippy Simon versus everyone, and I've been doing these things where I've been I've been putting a GoPro camera on my head. And recording myself doing comedy oh, because people are always like, what's comedy like? And I'm like, here you go. Andrew does that with one of his, uh, well, the testicle with a lump in it. <laughs> I, I, I fuck. I actually just, I, I know we're trying to end this thing here, but I just, as an aside. Oh, I haven't even like, hit record like, yet. Like, I'm uh, just hungry now. <laughs> um, I just read about this jokey okey thing. Have you heard about this? It's this fucking it, it's like if you want to have the experience of being a stand-up comic is it's they have a thing where like you go up in front of a crowd and they have like 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 this is like, like the tupac hologram it, no it's like you go up and they have like on a karaoke screen but instead of like the lyrics to a song they have like a george carlin bit and you go on stage and you like do the bit in front of a crowd so you can get the feeling of what it's like to be a comic it's, without it's ever uh, having to actually have guitar, any or what's a guitar hero yeah so basically, it gives you an opportunity to be Amy Schumer or Carlos Mencia. It's exactly, exactly. Or <laughs> apparently, every single giant French comic is, has just come out. I don't know if you've heard about this. Mm. All the big French comics, like Gad Almolay and all Steel? the big everything, like thirty to forty percent of their material, they've just been taking word for word that translations all around the world, and then just. But Gad Almolay is like huge, yeah. And but apparently, like literally, like they 30, 30 to forty percent of his material is just he just directly word for word translated into wow. French American comics like big ones like Seinfeld and shit yeah, yeah, yeah. and then just nobody noticed because nobody bothered to what do the tra with that? yeah with Kesca, the deal of exa it's like <laughs> <laughs> bonjour nah, that's that's the one thing I hate about comedy as opposed to music like I that's why I'm moving I'm doing I'm starting I started a one-man band called below me aka blow me um so what I'm doing is what one thing I learned about being in a band was when you're in a band, people will invest in you. They'll buy your merchandise. They'll buy your buttons, your stickers. Whatever you fucking throw them, they'll buy. As a comedian, forget selling your DVD. Forget selling your T-shirt. You are forgettable. You are replaceable immediately. And plus, a song you can listen to a million times and love it. A joke, you hear it twice, you're like, ah, whatever. Yeah, that, you know. that, that's, you that, can that, find me at jasonrouse.com. <laughs> and um, what day is it today? What the day is it today? <laughs> Where the, the okay, I actually have some shows in Hollywood for a change. I'm doing uh, the Laugh Factory at midnight on Friday in the Ice House around 10 p.m. on Davis Friday. Jay Davis booked Skippy at the Laugh Factory. Yeah, me too. And uh, Andrew, is it or Drew? Drew Fox. Drew, you already did the fucking Twitch video. Yeah, I was a, I was a large black man with a goatee. It was a lot of fun. We did fuck some shit up. And a um, uh, 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 July 1st Canada Day Andrew show at the Comedy Store. And also this Saturday, George Perez is uh, hanging out with homies, I think. It's going uh, to be a crazy show. And then starting September, Toronto and Niagara Falls, London, Ottawa, uh, Hagersville for Hagfest at the end of October. 
And uh, I'm going to go see Agnostic Front and uh, Northern Hit Squad are playing at the Hard Luck Bar. Really? Yeah, in Toronto. I, yeah. a matter of fact, before we end, uh, last punk band I saw was the Mean Jeans at Los Globos. If you get a chance, go fucking see the Mean Jeans. Listen to the that Mean Jeans. That venue is great. And yeah, it's a phenomenal place. The problem we had I was... I saw I Hate God there. In the room, in the room next to us, they were having like techno music. Yes. So there was like a punk show going on, and in between songs, you'd hear like dance music, and the fucking the drummer was like, oh, "I can do that," and like it's, it's, it was fucking hysterical. It's nice to be at a punk show where there's actually girls in the hallway. Yeah, that's always a good thing. Yeah, not ones that are fucking rotund. Showered, showered yeah. girls, <laughs> showered girls. <laughs> yeah, beautiful ones that smell pretty and not like bo. Thank you for being on the show, gentlemen. You're very welcome. Thank you for having on us. On this beautiful uh, sunny day here in uh, Los Angeles. And there's golfers. We got dirt squirrels running up holes left, right. Isn't it crazy? I told you there was fucking squirrels in those holes. Right there. I love nature. <laughs> it's good for you and it's delicious. Woo! I don't care what society thinks. Good or nothing anyway. They're no better than me.